0: Moo and hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pink Tron. I am Brent Robinson, and with me today is Craig Martin. Where we start with asking, as we do on every episode Craig, what are you drinking?
1: So, I am drinking a peach mango smoothie IPA uh, called Help Yourself to My Neighbor's Pool.
2: (laughs) Is that what Chris's neighbors drink? More often than not, yes, actually. Some of them will be drinking that later on today.
0: (laughs) Awesome, awesome. But on that note with me also is Chris Greenland. Chris, what are you drinking?
2: Nothing fancy (laughs) over here. A couple of waters and I'm almost through my first Miller Lite. So I'll be moving on to Miller Lite number two. And then I don't know what tequila in this room I'm going to pair with that, but one of them for sure.
0: Yeah, well earned after race one, which we will talk about in a second. But first, we will also welcome Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking?
3: Uh I, I've actually uh kind of had had some of the help yourself to my neighbor's pool. Uh, not the drink, but the neighbors having a pool that didn't. <laughs> they, there's a uh, neighbors here who have just been doing renovations for like several years now. Uh, the pool in the backyard. Mm-hmm you know occasionally just help yourself uh i'm drinking a uh paloma so grapefruit and tequila good stuff
2: is that the casa de Doniz tequila
3: uh Esplone reposado
0: very good and i actually managed to quickly mix up a tempo Arendano blueberry gin and tonic mm. which is very nice Blueberry With June. that, we will get into the racing. Uh this week. Heard summer racingly, we are on to a new season. And wait. Is this the first
3: time? When's the last time everyone was not uh boring?
0: Mm. Oh, the last time everyone was not boring? God, yeah. it's been months. Oh yeah.
2: well done, everybody.
0: Yeah. Summer is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> And with that um yeah the hsrl race one in the new season and we'll talk a little bit about the cats and stuff too i think because that's a bit of a shake up here is mccurry 40 40.3 kilometers uh segments are i don't know what i what's the one at the top called some sort of village sprint Vill- thing? village sprint it's yeah village sprint all right village sprint and then i think it's village country
3: hey. Village Country, Alley Sprint, Castle Park Sprint, Shisa Sprint.
0: Yeah, I didn't do this race. I just can't remember the names of the segments. Yes. It is just
3: five sprints.
1: Have. Did the results turn out right? I I configured the... Uh, it's been a while, but I configured the, the events with uh, Marjolaine on vacation. Uh,
0: it looks right. So hard to say um yeah so that's the root um should we talk about let's talk a bit about the categories we'll come back to the root and how the race all in so we are using is it combined score is that how we're what's no it's a compound score compound score pardon me jeez i know it's cs which is your five minute power multiplied by your five minute watts per kilo Yes. To give you a total score. And then the categories are a's are above 1600. Uh, I don't remember where the B threshold is. I think it's 12. 12, 12 to 16, 1205 I think. And then 800 for Cs and Ds. I think that's right. Okay. Yep. Eight hundred to twelve hundred for C's, seven ninety nine and below for D's. So that is how we're going to break up the categories, which does change things for sure for some people. For example, yours truly is now an A. <laughs> Chris got pushed into the B's. Craig, are you still a C? I am still a C for now.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. Even my, I did a a sweet spot workout and. Given the amount of, you know, long duration training I've done recently, no, uh, oh, I think that's re- accurate.
0: Yeah, I, I mean it is probably fair enough. But you're, I bet if you do something that requires a five minute push, you'll be over.
2: And this is the compound score. Is that the CS that's listed on your profile page on the Swift It's For almost.
3: Simple it that, okay. that it should be but they have some additional sauce that they add to it oh okay. so
1: for most people it should be really close um i have not followed the swift racing dot app guys closely enough i'm not sure all of the <laughs> but
3: but compound score is a metric that has been used in the literature, like the scientific literature about the how well people do in races, like this is a this is a a common metric that is used. Uh, So if they are using something and calling it compound score, like it's going to be based on the same thing and pretty close.
0: Where do you guys see compound score in your little Zwift thing? I don't see that
3: No, uh, on the Zwift Racing app.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I'll have to look at that later. But anyway, I mean, it is what it is. It'll it'll change stuff. I think A's will get bigger. If you're a big watt short haul D, you'll probably get pushed into C's. That kind of thing. Um,
3: and if you're no guys are like really unlucky. There, there were actually some of the. I, I remember we did the, um. The broadcast of the finals a couple weeks ago, um, for the last season of HSRL, where, uh, Nate and uh and Steve were battling it out, uh, and I think the guy who was doing really well in that may have gotten pushed all the way up into the bees.
1: I think he did. I'm not sure it's entirely unfair.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he did beat those D's pretty handily. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, it's um I mean it it's just a different set of metrics. I mean, people who are good on the bike will be good on the bike. People who are less good on the yeah. bike will be lower down, but the thresholds will be different. And well, I guess, and I think the other oh, the ahead. other
1: thing to mention is that there's there really isn't a, there wasn't an effort to put the line in the same place. Um, it, you know, we've we've heard from a bunch of people that you know A looks wider, like uh, yeah. So I think the line from B to A is lower for most people. There'll be a few people that go the other direction, um, and the same for the line between uh, B and C um and i don't know on c and d i don't don't think that one moved quite as much but there's a lot of a lot of the best racers in d are big big watts guys who are probably going to move up
2: Mm -hmm. yeah well i enjoy going from kind of the topish of c into i mean but i i was basically a rounding error on the CS to go up in the B and I thought it was going to seem like a wider spectrum of riders and it it felt like I was where I belonged. So I was pretty happy with the way the race turned out in the groups that I was with and the effort required
3: to stick there.
1: Well, you podiumed, so
2: yeah, um, I did.
3: And again, I so I think that the selection of courses that we're using. might not actually punish those that get moved up as much as some courses could. So this course, I mean we could we'll talk about the course, but it's mostly flat until the until the finish. There's the start that goes hard uh and then there's a climb. There's well, a climb up it. to one of the sprints, but it yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, though, I mean let's get into it. yeah, so MacMurray 40 is um you know, it's it's forty kilometers all across all the whole entire Mercury Islands essentially, but there is no KOMs. The steepest part of the course actually is the first kilometer, where it hits about ten percent right out of the pens, um, and then goes up to the village. And you hit that village sprint. It's one point five, right at the start line for that sprint, and it's it gets pretty blind. Uh, it's hard to see. Yeah, it. so
1: I think I measured it at one point six. Margelean had it at one point seven. Somebody else had it at one point five.
0: It's it's around there. Call yeah. it a mile. Yeah, I think for Chris and I, definitely one point five would have been the point where I'd definitely say you want to be going by then. That's for sure for the yeah. start line. To be clear, not the finish.
1: The start line, yes. Yeah. So.
0: So yeah, you go. And it is in the flats, so you you know you don't have to win the climb, so to speak. You just gotta hold the group to get the pull through the sprint, and then you do the descent down through the fishing village, through the country village, and then the country village sprint is just in the flats on the far side, and that's a real short guy. Um, yeah. down in the flats, so you easy get to miss
1: the start of too.
3: Yep, and well, get for those to first two. It's easy to
0: miss the start. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. The village one is maybe 180 meters, but the other one, I think, is like 120. Like, it's short. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you do... And then you do the country sprint, and then you just tootle along through the rice paddies and stuff over to... Um, Head into Niokio. Niokio. Yep. Yeah. And then you go into Neokio. There's a couple little bumps. In particular, there is one... 2% rise right before you get to the start of alley and then you do alley I think that's the alley forward technically uh, or is that alley reverse it depends on
3: so I'm looking at the route and on the on the route it says alley sprint and then on the segments it says alley sprint reverse
0: so hmm? oh. <laughs> so it's so the side this, where you yeah go ahead Greg
1: yeah So. This is where the Zwift Power, um, Strava, and Zwift segment names between what's forward and what's reverse never match up in anything newer than France. Or France and anything newer, sorry.
0: Um, Yeah, it's just... uh... So it's the side that starts when you're like... On the pavement in the city, and then finishes at the start of the alley. Really, is what are the part that I think at the alley is? Yes, that's how I think of it. Yeah, so So
1: it's not the super long one that goes the whole length of the alley. Exactly.
2: So I got that one wrong. I was expecting the entrance and then the swifty bits. Yeah, that came after the finish line, so I got that. Yeah,
0: it's still pretty long though. It's still like. Four hundred meters. Yeah. So if if that's the the correct
3: one, then that's alley sprint reverse, which is three hundred and eighty meters. Yeah,
0: I think that's right. And then the other one is like six hundred. So I think that's like five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So so still pretty long. Um, you know, it's there's no magic to it except for just tail gun and hit the hit the finish line. (laughs) And then uh, you right away though you do end up in Castle Park, like within two kilometers, I think, Chris maybe, from that alley to Castle Park?
2: Yeah, something like that. But hang on, I want to find out what Sean is eating out of that mega bowl. What was that? It was like a scrambled egg bucket. What is that?
3: Uh, It's like quinoa salad. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, like a souvlaki bowl. Grains grains and mushrooms and cucumbers and, yeah, good stuff.
0: It's very nice. Eaten anything after the race, so I'm about <laughs> ready to come through and take a bite. <laughs> uh, uh anyway, yeah. yes. French, so it's yeah, castle
2: somewhere after that.
0: <laughs> it's castle parks for starts at two kilometers. And it's like kind of that downhill one on the cobbles, right? So you do like the swurvy bits through the castle, I guess it is. And then again it's it's a little tricky to pick up the start. It's like you kind of do like a U turn and it's right at that U turn and then it's yeah. two two ten for that one, I think. That one is,
3: yeah, it's about 220, but that one, I think because of the the entrance to it, starting off the back and then uh hitting it before that Sprint starts, yeah. um, you're you're kind of going downhill. Uh, getting up to speed really helps on that one. Like there is a there is a spot that's like one curve before that u-turn. that's a really great spot to go um if you have tailgunned properly well I mean
1: and and that's one where uh I guess last week having been my first HSRl in a while um I uh yeah, th- there's always the point where you have to abandon the tailgun and say, no, I'm better off to go first right um because I, we were kind of in the stand. There was one sprint last week. We were kind of in the standoff. I went first and I won it. And it was, yeah, it was because I got up to speed before the line and nobody else did.
0: Yeah. The, the, the people who understand how to race a dresser, all the number of them is increasing. So you have to, yes. you know, there, there is like these Mexican standoffs. So you really got to like, my advice is like tailgun early because inevitably what happens about like three four five hundred meters where the start of the segment is like a whole bunch of people start sitting up <laughs> and yep. you don't want to be in that group you want to be behind those guys and then you know with one two hundred meters to go start ramping through them <laughs> so get mm-hmm. off the back early well it is it is fun seeing track standing and in, in oh, it's so
3: funny
1: no it's it's great and i mean it's it's part of it's part of the format it's um yeah, everybody sitting off the back and sprinting together and Yeah. And like I said, yeah, you know, so, sometimes you have to write it off and say, Nope, everybody's waiting too long. I'm going.
2: Yeah. And that's where if you can signal to the right other riders that okay, we're gonna counter this and go. Yeah. And have that small group that's back standing and just staring at each other, then you, you, know, you can meet fruits I and mean, pretty pretty easily just by having that high entry speed.
0: Yeah. So after Castle Park, there's a whole long button to nothing. <laughs> you, you go, you exit the you go down through the wind. I think they're called the wind tunnels into Urakazi, across Mech Island. I think there was a little dirt climby bit in Mech Island there, like not the full Mech Island climb, but just a little tiny riser, like a four percenter until you get to Shisa and then at Shisa climb, it, it goes, and especially the late part of Shisa Climb. I had not, well, I don't know. Maybe I should have been a little more aggressive or really just get on the group, but I kind of got off the back of the group in the first little rise at Shisa, battled across a little flat bit into Shisa, and then Shisa close to the top does like two 6% shelves, I think, essentially. Mm-hmm. And by the time we got on those shelves, I just got dusted out with my heart rate, hit 170, and went, bye bye <laughs>
3: So yeah, this they... is probably one of the ones where it's it's not really uh, going to matter too much how you try and tailgun or or what tactics you're playing. It's it's just whether you've got a sprint left after people are pushing up that hill.
0: Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, especially in the I mean, if you're racing in the A's, like they're going to go because they will yeah. try to shake bodies. I mean, they like you got to make it so on um, every climb. Yeah, that's for sure too, but you know, well, even in the dirt we, we could we'll talk a little more about Chris enjoying my lovely flowery language today in the race, but <laughs> um yeah, on that climb they definitely like they want to shake anyone who's not going to be able to hold the group and burn the legs off other guys too. I mean, that's part of the strategy Even if they think you'll make the group, the, the guys who are climbier want to burn off the legs of the guys who are sprintier. So uh, did you make the group on the she's a you already, or what were you, did you finish in the front? Chris?
2: I did. Yeah. So that kind of suits my riding style. And I, I thought for sure, like in the bees, this is where I would've gotten shaken and, and have to fall back and punch up riders
0: cool yeah nice yeah so yeah you climb up there you do shisa then you descend off shisa down through the tide pools and then you do the i don't know what it's called but i call it the tide pool climb up back up to yumeshi
1: i i think i've seen it called the slot canyon i think that slot was in the in, yeah in the initial uh, releases from swift so yeah
0: that sounds right and that's the climb up and it is like kind of just a steady mostly 4% grinder I think it's like five kilometers, four kilometers, maybe.
1: It's a while, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then there's a little flat when you get back up to Umezi, a little dirt, and then you finish on that stupid 10% climb finish.
3: Oh. So, uh, for those that raced the country to coastal in, I think it was late April, this is actually a very similar course. Instead of doing the tide pool sprint down in uh, Urakaze, we do those. We go into the Neopio and do a couple of those couple of sprints in there. Um, But it's seven k longer and has overall basically the same features, same start, same finish. Um, You go, you know, it's a different descent down into. Urakaze, but like if this is a very similar course to uh the one we did a few weeks ago so um and and uh I I remember being entirely shredded by the time we got to that climb out of Urakaze back up to the finish
1: well I mean uh, that's actually what the, that's what jumped out at me when I looked at when I looked at this course when uh, I I sat down to you know to tap out a a, a promo post it was holy cow the second half of this is brutal or not the this the last third from the shisa climb on so like and like most you know the most of the points are already are already done in the first half but then you know the difference maker is can you get up with the group and get a good and get a good Shisa sprint and then stay with the group to the finish. So no, it's um, it's an interesting course. I like it.
0: Well, I really like McCurry 40. Like it, it looks really good. You see tons of different sites. Like it is a really good course for all kinds of reasons. I've done like the 40 K TT on it, all that stuff, but that, that Shisa climb, you get like a relative good amount of like recovery after that, but like everybody, like there's no segments right from the end of Shisa to the end. So everybody knows as soon as you hit slot Canyon, the race to the finish line has started now. And it is like, I'm going to try and threshold this thing. And if you can't like, if someone can do like, I I, I race high B's and low A's. I mean, the A's are probably doing like 4.5 the whole way through. Like I've done, B's doing 4.0 right from this. As soon as you turn, I think there's like a right hand turn essentially in the road, and it goes to 4%, and they hit 4.0, and it's like if you can't do 4.0 for the next 20 minutes, you're gonna be off the back. So, yeah, good, good course, good race. I like Chris will attest. Like we in the A's, when we went into Neokio There's like a dirt segment there, yeah. and and somebody 100% attacked. And and like I I have I am not gonna be attacking anyone in the A's. Like there's no hope for me in that thing. So I'm like just trying to hold wheels and I could just feel the pack like speed up and I was like, I don't know, we don't I don't know if this is a family show or not, but it was like stop effing attacking. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got through Castle Park, and I think maybe some of the like guys like Prado and stuff wanted to shake guys before the descent out of, yeah. out of Neokyo and they like just were going like crazy before we got to that descent, and I am like, if you guys don't haven't stopped, I'm gonna throw my water bottle up at you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then I was uh, in the group till cheese, and then I was cooked. <laughs> so I I think that the
3: one difference, the main difference that will matter for people riding this one as opposed to the one. A, a couple months ago uh is that in the earlier one on country to coastal the tide pool sprint came right before that final climb yeah mm-hmm. so you did the shisa sprint you came down you did a couple k and then you had a sprint right before that climb which that's what cooked me like as soon as we got through that sprint there was no chance of hanging on to the group uh but on this one there there are you know a a few k before from the shisa sprint to the uh base of the climb uh and i mean at least according to chris before we were talking about uh or before we started he was saying that even the b group was doing d watts in between segments yeah um just like doing a a pacer group you know pace Um, so if you have, if you can recover, you might be able to stick in a bit longer than if you have just sprinted and now you're toast. Well, I mean, it is on the longer side, right? It's not
1: one of the longest courses we do in HSRL, but it is, it's over an hour. It's.
0: Yeah, the the A the fastest A's are under an hour. I was old.
1: No, oh, I say yeah. The, the the A winners were under an hour, but every other category the winners were over an hour. So
0: oh, even the B's, you guys are over an hour. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, just uh, looks like an hour and one thirty ish. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, yeah I, I've tt would it in like one hour and thirty five seconds or something like that. Yeah. Cool. All right, that is HSRL new season uh, started bike choice, I think
3: is just the fastest arrow thing you've
0: got oh yeah yep for sure and and we're doing 8 weeks of HSRL
1: we are doing 4 weeks four of HSRL weeks.
0: 4 weeks pardon me
1: Yeah, so this is going to be mm-hmm. a 4 week season um, categorized on compound score and then we're going to do something different for another 4 weeks after
0: that very good Uh, That brings us to Greatest London, or HBR, Greatest London Flat. And hold on. Nate sent me a message. In case the course thing is inaccurate. It is Greatest London Flat, but only 15.4 kilometers of it. Finish will be in Richmond Park on a slight uphill. So, that's just through the city, out to Surrey, and then into Richmond Park, and the finish is there. A good, probably a good beginner course not much to it
1: that's a great beginner course
0: yeah maybe like good finish like if you go early on the finish I think <laughs> I always think oh not pill you gotta go early <laughs> don't die but <laughs> yeah and, and I mean get the descent on the escalator so you can always try and catch someone out there because <laughs> it won't be far from the escalator to the finish
1: yeah, so I mean, uh, so coming, so
0: after the escalator, you
1: come around the, uh, you know, the little section of the, uh, the roundabout and then up that, and that very beginning stack, uh, climb into, you know, and you don't make the right turn up Box Hill and go through Richmond Park instead. Yep. So, you, you know, that's a, uh, that's a potential difference maker on this course, along with, you know, the escalator climb, uh, you know, that that can actually make a huge difference. But they don't come uh, as back short out. It's as, It's as
3: yeah. so steep. It seems like they there might not be out. a
0: escalator climb. Uh, So, act- oh, sorry, you're right. They, it, it's only 15.4. They're finishing it. It is in only
1: Surrey. 15.4. I thought it was one lap. Sorry, I'm I'm behind again.
0: It's all good. Yeah, that, that's why I say if you do the, if you start from the escalator descent, and then you can break people on that first climb to the half box, whatever, the first 1k of box to the finish from there, you might shake some folks who we aren't paying attention. Yep. Yep. Fastest aerobike. bike. Yeah. Yep. Have fun. Get some vision chips and a pint after. I think that brings us to Climber's Gambit, and we are also in week one of a new experimental Climber's Gambit format, yeah?
2: We are. Also a four-week season. Uh, We will start off with the volcano climb, which I'm sure everyone is uh, all too familiar with at this point from our HSRL exploits. But uh, 12 kilometers of a whole lot of lava takes us to and up the volcano and not much more. We are doing four weeks overall time spent climbing. will go into your GC overall score um, with the fun out of twists of hopefully find something wooden and knock on it. Weeks three and four, we can use multi-climb routes with combined climbing time over those two climb segments going into your overall GC score. So some fun, hopefully, stuff that will all work fine, perfectly the first time, and not break. Uh, is that
3: <laughs> is that going to be run in uh, Zwift Power, the, the combining times?
2: Yes.
3: Okay. Left-
1: <clears throat> I was going to say, I think there's a way you're supposed to be able to do that, but I've never tested it.
2: Well, we're gonna test it now. <laughs> if uh, if it doesn't work, then we'll just take the first climb. But um, you know, we're gonna figure some stuff out here. We're gonna fail. If we fail, we're gonna fail fast, and we're gonna learn from it. Uh, and we'll, we'll create something bigger, better, brighter on the other side of all this. But um, in the meantime, this one's pretty straightforward. I think this should work as intended. Just get up the volcano as fast as you can. Um, Regardless of who you're racing against in your particular race, because this will be ranked, racked, and stacked over all races for the weekend.
1: Which I
3: love. Like, it's a great, the, I mean,
1: this is a great extension. Like, th- this is a great development. If this works, if it works, yeah, I, I would very much campaign for this to be the long term Climber, Climber's Gambit format.
2: Yeah, same. We're going to see how it's received, see how the timing and scoring works. Um, this is something that I talked to James about the minute he gave me the keys to this series. Um, figuring out how to backdoor this and timing and scoring is a huge development. The one instance, or the one challenge I see, is that if it is on overall GC time, it's not going to be you can't do any of this six of eight nonsense everybody's got to be all in every weekend which might limit some things so maybe we make it a monthly climbing series um you know all yeah just,
1: say, just shorter uh just shorter series and if somebody mean, misses they miss i can
3: yeah. i can conceive of some other ways of doing it but they would be another layer of yeah, another layer of ha- of of uh, abstraction that probably isn't available in Zwift Power.
1: Definitely no. I think I, I I think I'm following where you're trying to go, and I'm. It's definitely not in the back end of Swift Power.
2: Let, let, let's get this dialed in first, and then we can deal with derivatives down the line. But yep, yep. Uh, I'm excited by this. Hopefully, everyone else is, um, and we'll see how it works. But first time, let's get up and over the volcano.
1: And Chris, I have to say your uh, your promo post was brilliant. It it was so good. Oh, I,
2: Chat GPT wrote that. I didn't write that. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't believe
1: you.
3: It, it sounded. You said you you must have talked to Chat GPT a lot, and then said, "Just write this post as if you were me."
2: Yep, cognitive learning. It's it's here, folks. Just, um, the, the pace partners are becoming sentient. It's it's coming.
0: Did you just like? Like every episode of the pink Tron into like a transcriber, and then say, Learn off this.
3: <laughs> yeah, now that's frightening. Um, uh. just as a um, just you know, for your information, uh, there are about seven and a half K before the start of this climb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is one where you could, you could get your warm up in. You've got 15 20 minutes depending on how quickly you uh do that uh that lead-in section
1: for this climb if you're doing that too fast for your warm-up you should already be warmed up yeah
0: yeah good point good yeah well that's and i mean yeah i mean we like stampede has its own little weird scoring system it's across different races and stuff like that so yep all those things are good experiments to get into. So I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. I'll have to see if I can sneak that one in on the weekends. That's a tough to get in with two weeks of stampede still with long stampedes.
1: So cool. I do, you you know, well, I'm going to jump off of Zwift for a second. The, uh, you know, how you felt, uh, I think today on the, in with the ACE, I felt last night, so uh were you in yeah.
0: B's or C's?
1: No, I was BMX racing. And oh. I was in with uh the other guys I was with were 17 to 22 experts. I am neither young nor expert.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I've played some lacrosse against I'll say kids that age and let me tell you it is challenging.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean it it turns, you know, the race into a spectator sport where I, i'm just watching them go in front of me
0: yeah it, the the difference is is that you only have to do it for like what two minutes
1: <laughs> no it's uh 30 seconds three times
0: 30 seconds <laughs> yeah i can tell you i was chasing the ace for a lot longer than that today <laughs> i know <laughs> all right that brings us to the herd of mountain goats we are doing we're and the mountain
3: uh, so do we know whether that finishes at the top of Epic or at the top of the radio tower? It is. What's the, what's the distance? One
0: lap. One lap.
3: That's unusual, okay. eh?
0: Because that, oh no, it okay, that would Titan end Grove. at the
3: top of Titan's Grove. Yeah, so that's uh. Titans Grove on the reverse. lead in and then you do the epic the radio tower descend go back down through um you come back to Titans Grove and do and finish on Titans Grove reverse. Correct. Okay. That makes more sense as a you know that makes it a what 39k race rather than a 20k race.
0: Yes. Yeah, and it's you know, technically it's a climb finish, so that's proper mountain goats, all that. I I, I can't think of any. I mean, I guess do you, do you bike swap at the top of the radio tower? That's an interesting
3: idea. That might not actually be a bad idea,
1: but bike swap to what?
3: The fastest arrow thing you've got. Yeah, exactly.
1: I but do you bike swap to your fastest TT or your fastest road bike? Oh depends
0: how far apart you are from the group. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: ideally you've you're you've crested the radio tower with the group. You switch to arrow, you can catch them back up on the descent, and then you're on a better rig for the rest of the race.
3: Yeah, the I mean the finish is only on a four percent climb. Yeah.
2: No, I, I that that's
1: why um, I brought it up. Yeah. And
0: you know, it's draftable, so I mean, if you've dusted the, I mean, if you're, if you're like in the top, however many, but you're, you know, more than 10 seconds either side, I would be awfully tempted just to take a TT. Yep. Because if you get like, even like, you know, if you're one-on-one with someone in a TT bike on that stretch, you could, you'll probably just break them. (laughs) Uh,
1: You'll, you'll demolish them. There's almost no chance that they come back to
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. And if, well, even if you catch them, right. Like, even if. You're you're ten seconds back of someone. You take ten more seconds to switch onto a TT bike on the descent. You the flat, you'll probably put twenty seconds into them. Yep. If you hold the same power, if they're solo, the only thing is, is they could sit on your wheel and you won't be able to sit on. Well, the it, it, it it's all on exactly. whether they yeah. sprint yeah. to
1: your wheel, right? Like that. That's yeah. that's the gamble. If they
0: sprint to your wheel, you're potentially in trouble. Yes, they could. They you could end up dragging them around the whole way. I'd probably just take my fastest arrow road. I'd go TT and try to game it. (laughs) Uh, Out front number one, for sure. Yeah. The
3: difficulty, one of the difficulties uh, is you're likely going to need to uh, swap both frame and wheels if you're just going arrow. Uh, Because you're, I mean depending on what you ride up the Epic yeah. with. Yeah. And Epic's only 4% average as well, but the first half of that, the first 20 minutes or so for C's is steeper than that, as we've yeah. talked about. Um, Unless
1: you did Epic on the Tron, purely to speed up yep. that, uh, oh, that... That's can... the
0: trick. Yeah. Yeah, so it's Tron to the top. And then onto
1: you have your uh, disc wheels ready with
0: your uh, (laughs) with your Cadex, yeah.
2: Oh, is there no radio tower? I thought I said radio tower. There is. Yeah, no, that's just
0: that you take Tron all the way to the top of the radio tower. I think you would. And maybe at the top of Epic, if you were really being aggressive and you were really out in front, you might switch to your light light climber to go up radio. But I don't. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. (laughs)
1: No, because you, you you have to you have to put, to put your discs there, on, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, you have to swap the wheels, yeah.
1: Because any but even the uh, I think even the Atheos with the uh, with the disc wheels is slower than the Tron up the uphills.
0: I think so.
3: Anyway, this is I I find it really I, I this is the first time that I I, I think we've had a reasonable. uh Argument for doing a bike swap in
0: <laughs> in mountain in goats. Mountain goats. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I mean, it's such a lot. It's a quarter of the race is downhill. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and it and it's not just downhill. It's downhill followed by a lot of flat and false flat to the finish.
1: And yeah. then roller to a short climb. Mm-hmm. A power a short power climb.
3: No, or aromatics.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, if you if you do this race and you do a bike swap, let us know in the comments. If we want to hear about it. That's I I definitely curious. want to hear that.
1: that. Oh, I almost want to race it just for that, but I don't.
0: <laughs> I won't lie. There's no race with Radio Tower. I'm like that sounds fun. <laughs> that brings us to the Stampede this week. is three laps of Champs Elysees for twenty three kilometers. Twenty three kilometers because there's a long lead in. It's like a 5K lead in, then three, six kilometers laps. Let's see, I think it's just the, just it's up the Champs Elysees, yeah, up to the sprint banner three times. And then it's the finishes on the flat side around the lollipop at the bottom. So. so,
1: Brent, I've done enough having to ride by myself after getting dropped on Champs Elysees that I
0: definitely don't want to do this race. <laughs> Well, there. I mean, I don't I don't know that I've been dropped that many times on Champs-Élysées. Usually, Lutece is worse, because people yeah. try and break you up the climb before you get to the sprint. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the Stampede guys, like, we try to... Some of the Stampede guys like some routes with laps in them, because you can, like, pace yourself yeah. on the laps. So, you pick some routes that have some laps in them. No, um, I... Less climbing said, finish for I change. think
1: this is a, this is a good TT route. It's, it's interesting. Yep. Yeah. It, it's just enough to be interesting and still be, you know, uh, not a climbing TT.
0: Yeah. 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 And the finish is not in a climb for a change, right? It's just a flat finish. So yep. once you get kind of up the, out of the overpass at the end, it's just now start emptying the tank all the way to the finish line. So, yeah. Yeah. There's, Stampede did, still got our regulars. How,
2: in? I, how was last week with the Innsbruck range? I'm looking at the schedule right now and realizing I didn't jump into that one. Uh,
3: it was terrible. I mean, <laughs> did it, it? I think we were right. It finished at the top
0: of the leg snapper, right? Just after. Like it was okay. like 200 meters down the backside. So, yep. Yeah, it was two leg snappers. And you really had to. Um, like i i was over a minute on both leg snappers and the i lost i was off by 9 seconds from the leader and i'm I, he Oof. was a lightweight and i'm sure he put in like sub minute leg snappers i think that was the difference on a tt bike <laughs> yeah i mean it was hard it's hard to like stay on it after you st- murder yourself up that leg snapper
1: <laughs> yep
0: Good. Well, then that. Oh, and then we've got on Wednesday.
1: We have Laguardia Loop on Bullseye, which I think is the first one I ever did, and it is a great Bullseye course.
0: Yeah, I can never remember is the forward direction the uphill sprint or the downhill sprint. It's the one I'm that the... you go up and over and then come downhill. Okay. Yep. Yes. That is one of the best, like sprint finish lines any any part of the whole race that's great it's, especially when
3: this is a, a first over the line gets points yeah um because there's the do you go early how early are you burning yourself out and
0: just leading everybody out or yeah all the things it's just steep enough that you can shake bodies but it's but it's also it's that downhill. So if you do hold the wheel and you're on the back of the wheel, you do have the slingshot through if you can time it. Yep. So yeah, yeah, it's great, great race. Uh, what do we got for laps? Yeah, eight oh, laps, seven laps. laps, eight sprints.
1: Yeah, seven laps, eight sprints. That I think that's the the classic length for that. Yep.
0: Uh, and then.
3: Just quickly, next week in HSRL we're doing Royal Pump Room Eight, which is brutal. It's the uh, Craig is Craig is thrilled. Uh, this is because, this is because, one of my favorite race courses. Because well, because really he is. is thrilled because he gets to race it in C. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I assume so. Um, but yeah, that's the the one where you do all the segments in both directions in Yorkshire but um, you do all the roads in both directions
1: yeah.
0: yeah yeah i can't believe it's only 28 kilometers i mean it feels
1: like more when you do it for sure
0: but oh. if you remember like
3: just one lap is only 20 minutes or so right it's it's a quick yeah, yeah it's a quick lap yeah
0: yeah but would you it's i think it's the reverse direction the second time so you're like to it well as like at 20 kilometers or something like that am i remembering this right Oh uh, the, um, the the the, the wall. pot bank wall, yeah, yeah, pot bank it's wall. It's just over yeah, twenty k. bank and yeah. wall
1: is very close to the finish. Yeah, and like, it's after the last segment.
0: Yeah, that is the. You just spend the whole race dreading having to do that stupid thing, <laughs> <laughs> Uh and then next week's uh HBR
3: is on TikTok. So nice, of course that they that the uh that race series knows well at this point. Yes. I think this is one of the monthly monthly routes.
1: But yeah. that will be the first TikTok done with the new subcategories. Yes.
0: So. Cool. All right. Enjoy your races, everybody. Tell us all about them in the comments. Which will bring us to Around the Horn, which do you want to start with the pack dynamic Sean? And then we'll talk about my yeah, so uh
3: just briefly uh the pack dynamics they're right we have pack dynamics 4 it's out it's been being used but they as i've mentioned a few times they have been working on uh developing the next version so they're you know 4.1 uh there have been some test events uh the they've done test events where it felt like the breaking was too strong or not strong enough. Um, there is a, another set of um, events, test events, going up. And they're saying hopefully the last set of test events. So maybe they're confident that they're getting it kind of dialed in. Um, and those are going to be on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um there are going to be some pack dynamics 4.1 test events uh, riding two laps of sand and sequoias. So if you're interested in kind of seeing how those new pack dynamics feel, whether and maybe providing feedback, there's um plenty of uh activity in the Zwift forums about this. And, I mean the the guy David P who is running the uh, running this project has been really responsive in the forums um, and really is interested in feedback. Um, a lot of the time he will tell people what what the changes have been made the last few times. He's not giving feedback or, or not saying what has been changed so that when he knows, when he hears the feedback, he knows whether or not to pay attention to it.
1: He has learned from uh-huh. dealing with the Zwift community.
3: Because a lot of times, the uh, feedback will directly counter the changes that have been made. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested in perhaps jumping into some of these these races and getting a sense of what the next pack dynamics are going to feel like. The, um, the goal, again, is really to make it so that there's a better balance between breakaways and the speed of the pack and that if you are working out in front that the group behind has to work at least almost as hard as you are to catch you instead of one watt per key, everyone doing a watt per kilo lower and still just rolling you um and i think that this pairs well with the other thing we want to talk about which is the uh release of the steering controllers, which I think one of the use cases for those would be steering yourself away from the pack so that if you attack, you are not easy to just hop on the draft of.
0: Yeah, this, it's Zwift Blaze, is, is, I believe, the name of the controllers, which are released. I don't know. I, But not in Canada. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know what, like... Is it What did time? we do? <laughs> we so don't offend anyone. <laughs> like, it's like it's a giant country full of ice and snow for eight months of the year, and they're like, man, ah, no one wants a whiff there. Hmm, let's not let them have access to any of these things. Like, it's... My mind boggles. But anyway, I don't know. I guess there's, like, import restrictions and it's not worth it for 40 million people. Anyway. <laughs> in any event um yes you can't you can only get the the swift play controllers in early access in the US EU and was Australia the third one I think it was Australia anyway um and well, they just are was it the rest of
1: Europe i can't i think it was
0: oh US EU and other european locations maybe yeah anyway so you, yeah, they're like two controllers that you strap onto your bike. I, I would encourage anyone to go. I mean, listen, if you don't know who DC Rainmaker is and you're listening to this podcast, I'm not really... Yeah, what are you I, doing? How did that happen? <laughs> well, you must be very new and we're very glad to have you. But if you need any questions about cycling tech of any kind answered, go read DC Rainmaker because he knows about a thousand percent more than anybody on this show. So yep. go read the DC Rainmaker review. He seemed to be pretty... Thinking they were pretty good. I don't know. was pretty positive.
1: Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. I mean, all of
0: everyone who has uh,
3: said anything about them seems to be really positive about them. I think the question is whether the development of the game experience, like so, upsides even even without steering and braking and all those other things, like upsides, you might not need your Zwift companion app. to do all those things that you use that for, because you know now you can click your power-ups and uh, look behind you, and you know do a lot of those things that are uh, nice while you're racing. Um, but I think the value proposition of this really does depend on how much development goes into making steering and breaking so the the thing that i'm really intrigued by is that these are they have brakes you know a brake button built in uh what does that mean for the future development of the
0: racing experience yeah i i'm i mean I, listen i would be 100% on board for a Zwift game an enhancement however you want to characterize it that builds in a little more what I'll call skill, right? Like right now, Zwift is, you know, other the only real skill element of Zwift is essentially like timing the output of your watts, like going hard at the right moment. Otherwise, it's basically a fitness test, right? Like whoever can put out the most watts wins. So, you know, um, maybe at best, if you can like conserve your watts in the draft and then hit them in the sprint, that would be about the only other sort of technique-based part of it. But if there's like a game where it's like, no, no, if you time when you get out of the draft, when you get into the draft, when you hit the brakes, but the real interesting thing to me will be is how they, like, how do you punish someone who doesn't break right, you know, or reward them if they do break right? Like, how do you manage that system? Because I think that'll be, you know, I think if people like crash, that's going to be off-putting
3: to a lot of people (laughs) and i i mean the thing that might that this might mean is that uh you get more realistic and and again this kind of pairs up with the pack dynamics if the pack dynamics start including slowing groups into turns more than individuals or you know if you're out alone you can actually, you know, hit the apex of a, a turn and maintain more speed. Uh, the turns are going to start like mattering a lot more, um, and you know, you get breaking into turn and sprinting out of turns, and kind of more.
1: more How much of would an that change crit city? How much? Oh, it,
3: it, crit city and um, and Scotland, the the uh, the yeah. downtown uh, Scotland loop are going to be so much more fun if those are oh. things that, that you can actually yeah win win through technique where you know yeah. you might actually end up doing similar power at the front of the group and breaking away uh than if you are in the bunch because the bunch is slowed down a lot more around every turn.
0: Yeah even like London classique with the U-turn and yeah. um yeah, there's a few different ones that I'm sure, well, and like the, like anything that's got maybe like a descent with hairpins in it, even if it's not like a long descent, right? Like coming down Box or Fox, well, I guess Fox is pretty straight, but Box yeah. has a couple hairpiny turns in it.
1: So as far as like turns in Zwift that already seem to, you know, feel like a turn, the only two that really seem to act like a turn to me are that one in London the u-turn in London and the one on the volcano at the bottom of the volcano um so at the at the bottom of the switchback yep. so when you're coming when you're coming to the finish line inside the volcano with the ramp up it, it as you come down the slope to the to the bottom flat um that u-turn seems to Seems to shake things up I the way the London one does, but really, I can't think of another turn in Zwift that does that.
0: I 100% agree, although I will say today I noticed when we went into Neokio on McCurry 40 coming out of Yumezi when we made the turn off the dirt. I think there's a like a sharp 90, and yeah, if, if we I'm sure our, I think our speed went from like 42 to 39. Really? In the back. In the okay. Like maybe it was the dirt or maybe someone had just come off the power. I don't know. But I was like, I was like, holy heck, did we just slow down? Because I, I went right through to the front trying to catch on out of the dirt <laughs> where someone was attacking. So anyway, uh, but otherwise I agree with you. But, you know, sometimes with, I think Chuck's things in that we don't notice or they don't tell us about.
1: Yeah. Well, and that, I and that's one where I don't know that they've ever said that those two turns are different, but those two definitely feel different. Yeah,
0: agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I've, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting an illegal import from someone down in the US. I've asked them to hook me up (laughs) and um, I'll put them on. I mean, the other thing, I mean, even without, I mean, yes, all the value is definitely in terms of the game enhancements, but especially like for Apple TV users, I think there's a lot of potential value in the controllability and stuff. Like, we've all heard the complaints about how apple tv and the remote and all that stuff works i know so, you can do some of that on companion app but
3: the one worry that i've seen uh regarding apple tv so chris you ride apple tv right i do
2: i do but go ahead
3: uh, uh, do you cool. can what do you connect via you connect bluetooth i assume
2: yes i turn on all my stuff and everything connects but i don't know um,
3: so I know that there is a limit to the number of Bluetooth connections that Apple TV can do. And uh, from what I've seen, it sounds like the the controllers need an additional two Bluetooth connections. So you can't actually have the controllers and your trainer and your heart rate strap uh, all connected to Apple TV. And if you can't oh, yeah. connect all of them to Apple TV, then you have to bridge all of them through the companion app. And I've heard that bridging to the companion app through app on Apple TV has, uh, let's say, less reliability. Um, So that would be one thing I would worry about.
2: Yeah, that does not surprise me. I Yeah, with the two available Bluetooth connections, my trainer is one of them and takes care of power. cadence, all that stuff. And then the other one is my heart rate monitor. So if I were to get the Zwift Play units, I would have to utilize that pair of the we companion app. But I must say, the last time we all spoke, I was having issues with Apple TV and some of the functionality. So there was an update pushed out. I'm sure it was because uh, Eric Mann was listening to this podcast and uh, addressed my concerns. Uh, you put the IT uh, and development team straight on it. So that was all fixed. I'm able to leave the pen after I join an event and go warm up. Uh, I'm also able to activate my power-ups. And then I'm also able to, it looks like they wrote in some code where you can activate power-ups through the Apple TV remote just by pushing the pause play button now, instead of scrolling up, up, uh, accidentally hitting menu, switching your bike, Um, you can just hit the one button on the Apple TV remote. So that was a nice build-in that I just found out today. So it seems like functionality, even though they're focused, obviously, massive PR campaigns and and product placement and reviews on Zwick Play, they are still developing like the Apple TV side of things. So that's good to see. Um, I, I don't know. I've not bought... The controllers yet. I don't know if I'm going to um, incrementally. I don't know if it would add that much to game experience, but we'll see how it develops. Uh,
3: just speaking of the you know non Swift Play developments that have uh, been coming out, I uh, I just want to point out that the teleport feature is now live uh and is so great. So um I did a workout a couple days ago um where every part of the ride was with a different uh pacer bot never had to leave the ride just uh you know did my warm-up with one of the bots and then when I wanted to do my uh intervals hopped over to a bot that was at about the wattage that I wanted to be holding did that for the amount of time then hopped to a really easy bot for my recovery switched back and yeah it was like a really great uh way of of doing a uh doing a workout where you're not just looking at the the side where you know the workout screen holding erg um you know I'm holding about the right power and have more motivation because i've got a group that i'm trying to hold on to um it it looks crazy in strava um, i was or, just going
0: to ask what does that strava <laughs> look like the um
3: the, <laughs> the, the tracks look pretty crazy because you know sometimes i'm i'm sitting in a group for 5 minutes and i get you know a couple k in and then another jump to another um another group but I and is the map really... like
2: lines all over the place yeah yeah so uh
3: here's here's the here's the route uh
0: you can kind of <laughs> see all the
3: yeah the
0: warp lines
3: yeah um but I I think that they were mentioning something in one of the things that they were going to have um like dashed lines. For the connectors and then solid lines for the parts you actually ride, but again, just I I think that and the 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 transport and the coffee ride functionality or the coffee break fun- functionality are both really really good um, user experience upgrades.
2: Yeah, I think the Zwift play that that's awesome, and if I had like people that I was trying to get onto Zwift, like in my house, I, I would definitely invest in those to make it more usable. For me, the development of the toolbar, I think it was just so much more value, like the, the teleport feature, the, I, the coffee break, um, having that client portal come online soon. like That's the really exciting stuff. Everything else, like I can get to reasonably well. To the point where I don't think I need to make that investment like I'd rather buy new tires for my actual road bike um, but yeah the development of the toolbar is really
0: exciting to me yeah I'm, I like, I just can't even wait to like go boot up a ride and like teleport to someone else who's warming up or whatever for the race like there's lots like you're just your starting points are so fixed right now that getting like that thing and and I mean listen I give it Probably it already happened, but like someone rode to the top of the Alp and someone teleported up there and they did a race down the backside of the Alp. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of weird stuff like that happen now that you just couldn't do before. Good. Well, let us know if you're picking up Zwift Play controllers and uh, what your experience is when they come in. Uh, they're 99 bucks US now. They're going to 149 when the real price hits, which... I mean, we could talk about the price maybe real fast. I know some people in our group chat said that's ludicrously expensive. And then then you said, well, look at the price of any other game controller. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I picked like, you know, listen, you can buy like third party cheapo ones for like 30, 40 bucks for sure. But like you buy like a Nintendo pair of Joy-Cons there, that was Canadian. Maybe they're 89, 99 U.S. Um the xbox elite controllers 160 probably 150 us and like i'm sure if you go into like pc hardcore things where guys are like screwing off different size thumbsticks and adjusting the back paddle trigger density or whatever you can spend like two three hundred bucks no sweat so to me they're right in the range of what game controllers cost maybe a little on the high end but these are like pretty freaking niche (laughs) yeah
3: yeah
1: I I, I think they're a little expensive for the amount of functionality. Um, Well, so definitely at their projected MSRP at the beta price. And like, yeah, that's that's probably justifiable, but at the high end. But then, you know, adding another 50% on that is a lot. And I think... There's
2: no extra like programmable buttons left over, right? Like when you get into like sim racing and button boxes, you can, you can map these things however you want to. These are all dedicated. It's all spoken for. Um,
1: It's all proprietary. Yeah.
2: The form function is great. Like seeing these on the drop bars, they look great. I I
3: imagine. um, Part of the only reason that I haven't bought them uh, is that I'm more so I have Campagnolo shifters mm-hmm. which have the thumb buttons for yep. shifting mm. and uh that is based on where it looks like they sit I'm not certain that they work with but I mean it I'd it is that-
1: not compatible Sean right. yeah. Oh really
0: all right yeah. well then uh then I will not be getting them Oh you're in the like they said it worked on 97% of the bikes they tried, but you might be in the 3%. That figures. Yeah. Uh, bummer. I
1: am I mean, I'm sure you could make it work by positioning it a little bit differently.
0: But, yeah. For $100, $150, bucks, that better freaking work. <laughs> yeah. I will say that the one thing that I... That's like, you can, I don't think you can do this in the game now. Maybe you can, I don't know how to do it, but the look behind for five seconds function. Yeah. Uh, that to me is like, yeah. like, you know, I, I don't use the different views too much, but like I could definitely see like in a sprint or something going like, all right, click back, go, you know, see where he is like that to me, you know, could be really useful. It's five seconds. Yeah, I, I, I can see long, myself but...
1: using that if, I don't have to click back when I want to come back. Exactly. Um, Yeah. One button glance back in in
0: TTT. I use different views a lot, but that's, Mm. that's a little specialized. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. I do do that sometimes too, but yeah, yeah. It's five seconds is almost a little too long, right? You just want that, like look over your shoulder.
1: But I mean, five seconds is okay because in that, you know you can do whatever you think you needed to do and you'll come back uh i think 5 seconds is good cuz you need to see orient figure out what you're looking at i don't think you'd want to be a whole lot like you wouldn't
0: want to be 1 second yeah that would be too fast yeah cool well since i'm going to have the controllers i'm never losing to chris again yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good stuff all right i think with that we will say thank you to chris greenland thank you to craig martin thank you to sean fogenberg thank you to everyone for listening enjoy your races everybody moo and good night Yep. Yeah.
2: good
0: night, good night.